0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding, and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. We all want our children to get along, even if we as adults don't get along with our own siblings. But sometimes kids can fight. Sometimes even bringing a new baby home can be problematic. Dr. Vanessa Lapointe is a practicing psychologist, mum, and author of Parenting Right from the Start. Hi, Vanessa, how are you? Doing well, hello. Now, you can tell already I've just picked one chapter out of your book that I am fascinated with. There's lots more great stuff in your book, but let's talk about siblings. (laughs) Can you prepare an older sibling for the arrival of a new baby?
1: Mm-hmm. And so yes, you can. And there will still be some fallout, particularly if the older sibling happens to be a very intense, sensitive kind of soul. And so the biggest thing with sibling rivalry is it actually has nothing to do with the relationship between the two children and everything to do with a perception uh, around a scarcity of resource, i.e., you. (laughs) And so the child interprets that now your love is going to be divided in two. Your time is going to be divided in two. You have become a scarce resource. And so there is competition for your attention, your love, and your affection. And so one of the most beautiful things that you can do for an older sibling is really talk with them about the expanse of a parent's heart. That it isn't divided up when a new baby comes home, but rather a whole other heart grows for that child. And so each child has their own sort of access to never-ending love from that parent, and they don't have to be concerned that it's going to get chopped up into pieces by the little one coming home. And then also to know that that little one is going to be still in the limelight, right? (laughs) And so if you think about what it would be like if your partner brought home a new wife, (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden now they're wearing all your old clothes and getting all your old toys. And you're supposed to just, you know, nail a smile to your face and be happy about that. That's a little what it's like for our siblings. And so for us to just really have big, compassionate, soft hearts about that and to be stepping in, understanding that they're young children, they're going to have big reactions. They can't hang on to their emotions because of their age. And so there'll be some natural fallout from that. And it's all about working on the relationship that you have with the child, not worrying so much about the relationship between the two kids.
0: So that can be quite challenging if your children are close together in age. And I'm not even saying a year apart, even if they're two and a half years apart, it can be challenging to try and split that attention in a way because you have a demanding newborn and possibly a toddler who is into everything and all over you. How do you manage that balance as a parent?
1: I think three things. First of all, I think you make your peace with the reality of that the reality of that is yeah there's going to be less of you to go around and it doesn't make you a less than parent that that's just how life goes and part of the gift to your older child is that they have to learn a little bit of adaptation in all of that and that's a beautiful thing for our kids to get on the ground very young the second thing is to know that you were never meant to go this alone and so you're supposed to have a village you're supposed to be able to rely on other people you're supposed to you know if we look at how how we used to raise our children in generations past, there were tribes and villages and people holding parents up on pedestals so that parents could really step in and do their job. And now in our modern day times, we have to backdoor the village. So find who your people are so that you get a little bit of a breather and can spend some focused time with your children and even with yourself. <laughs> uh, so you get to take a, take a bit of a break. And then the final thing, third thing, is to know that there are multiple channels via which you can connect with your children and so you might be holding one thereby connecting through the channel of touch where you're speaking to the other one connecting through the channel of voice or it might just be eyes or whatever it is but there's multiple pathways in in order to be making those connections the developmental science around this piece is really curious because they tell us that it only takes about 30% of the time that you're connected and on it and the rest of the time meh <laughs> so 3 and go mums and dads <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Um, so when I was having my uh, second child, a few people said to me, don't be surprised if your daughter regresses a little bit. So she was two and a half and they and they're saying things like, you know, if she's toilet trained, she may go back to wearing her pants or things like that. I mean, Do we know why that kind of regression can happen?
1: Mm-hmm. So the developmental domains, and by which I mean like all of the different areas that a child is growing in, including emotional development, are highly interconnected. And so when one of them takes a bit of a hit, the, there'll be a ripple effect through the rest of them. And so we know, even if a child's going through a gross motor spurt, you might see a little bit of suppression in their speech development uh, because of all of that interconnectedness. So you You can imagine that this is a big emotional kind of change, and so we expect that there will be some kind of fallout from that. The other thing is that children use behavior, not in a manipulative way, but in a very instinctual kind of way to ensure that their needs get met. And when they begin to regress back into more infantile kinds of behaviors, including, you know, around feeding, sleep, voiding, all of those kinds of things, really it's a quest to have their needs met in a more intense, up um, close kind of way. Where you're really coming back to them through the senses, holding them and doing all of those you know, basic caregiving kinds of things with them so that they can feel regulated and settled. I've done a lot of work over the years with kids in foster care and kids who've experienced trauma. And similarly, they often, especially when they land with a safe caregiver, will really regress. And even eight, nine-year-old children who need to be rocked and fed just like little babies do. And so regression of that nature always is coming back to the person that we love and know the best and telling them we need a little top up here because we're feeling a little empty on our coping reserves. So not to be unsettled by that, to in fact, even expect it, to respond to it with kindness and gentleness. And you'll see that it'll um, it'll pass in good time.
0: You mentioned at the top that part of this experience of having more children is accepting the reality of the situation. But I have to say that one of my biggest struggles when my children were small was not to feel like I was not doing either of them a service, you know, like my toddler needed a different kind of attention to my baby boy. Um, And yet it felt like, oh, I just can't seem to, I don't have, I don't have enough of me to give you everything I want. And part of that might've been before with one child, I could give her everything and then I was super conscious that I couldn't do the same for him. Do you have any tips on dealing with that kind of
1: tension? Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, I think that we have been fed through the parenting industry, which is ironic given that I'm part of it. <laughs> um, sort of all of this, you must do this and you must have all of this, like you have to read this many hours to your kids and you need to do all these things or else it's not going to work out. And and it's a real fear-based way to exist. And so we, we absorb that from the world around us and we bring that into our relationships with our kids with this sort of idealistic notion of how available we should be to all of these things. And that was never nature's way. Nature always knew that things would have to get spread around a little bit. And so just to sort of take a breath and rest into that. The other piece of this is that whenever you're feeling anything but neutral or positive about your parenting experience, probably there's a lesson in that for you that stems back to some of the things that you've pulled for from your own experiences as a child. And so if you can go to the broader themes in that, they would be themes like, did you ever have a worry that you wouldn't be enough? did you ever have a worry that if you didn't perform well, you wouldn't be accepted or you wouldn't be uh, loved upon in the same way. And so those kinds of programs or narratives get written upon our very souls when we're children, often by really well-intentioned, beautiful heart-centric adults and we bring them forward. And then we step back into the intimate space of the parent-child relationship, but this time as the parent. And we're like, why am I feeling all these horrible things? Um, <laughs> And so to really sort of understand that it comes from another time and another place, and it's just the current situation that's bringing that up in you. And now you get to say hello to it and do a little bit of work on those pieces.
0: So um, we've talked a lot about when children are small and a new baby comes home. But I'm sure if there are any parents listening who have older children, sibling rivalry is Possibly more common than not. Um, I certainly don't have unicorn children who don't fight, and all the things you're saying about um, it being about their relationship with you and not necessarily with each other rings true still for me today. So I've got a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and um, they it still feels like. It's about me, especially with the eldest. It's all, you know, don't give him a hug what you complimented him and he didn't compliment mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And I hear other parents saying that. And I sometimes I just stand there and think, see, my parents go through this. I don't remember them having to – I don't remember complaining when they didn't give me a compliment and they said my sister or, you know, I didn't have to be even Stephen all the time. Right. Is this a product of our times or is this still kind of part of that experience
1: that started when
0: – Um, her little brother came along?
1: It's probably a little bit of both. When the little brother comes along, of course, there's going to be a disturbance in the field and she's going to spend a long time several years adjusting to that (laughs) disturbance and remember that's not all bad we don't actually want for our children's journey through life to be constantly sunshine and roses because where there's no challenge there's no growth and so it's okay for them to have to struggle with that a little bit the other piece of it is that I think we have become increasingly sensitive to making sure that we do right by our kids so then when we hear our children saying those things we have a stronger reaction to it because We have more concern about it in terms of not doing the right thing or having it go sideways for them. And so we don't have to fix any of it. We step in, we say, Yeah, yeah, I get how you could feel that I was leaving you out. Tell me more about that. Sometimes it's really hard to be a big sister, isn't it? See, I'm not fixing any of it. All I'm doing is seeing you and hearing you for the very one that you are in that moment. And when we can increasingly do that, then the relationship is fortified. And so You don't have to make it go away. You just have to honor it for what it is and understand that kids are going to be kids, siblings or not. They're going to sort of struggle with the relationship and struggle with respecting each other's boundaries and all of those kinds of things. And so is it sibling rivalry or is it more so that they're just the available human on who I'm going to try out these life lessons? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That's Dr. Vanessa Lapointe and she is the author of Parenting Right from the Start. It's her latest book and we'll put links in the notes of this episode.